Closing is always easy when you're in Cardone U. We role play with Grant Cardone's team. They know just what to do. They're always there to support us. We couldn't ask for more. On our way in the right direction, we found what we're looking for. NFLC, NFLC. Closing is better with appointment setters. You'd better believe we're not a team but a family. We work together in harmony. We are devoted, and that you can quote me. NFLC. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the FLC Hangout, where your freedom lifestyle begins. I am so thrilled for this episode. You are in for a treat. You watching are in for such a treat. We have the one, the only, the legend himself, Thomas Jenkins, back in the room. Look at, yeah, 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 you, yeah, you. <laughs> I am so excited to have you back. If you didn't see the other episode with Thomas, make sure to check it out after this. He's such a legend, knows his stuff. Um, and this is about to be a really fun episode. So watch till the end. Thank you for being here. Before we do get into it, make sure you follow us all on Instagram. They're on the screens now, here, here, and here. Or maybe here, here, and here, wherever I decide to put them. Without further ado, Misty, over to you. Hey, thanks, Josie. Hi guys, so happy to be back. We're so excited to have Thomas back on. If you guys, like Josie said, if you guys didn't catch the last episode with him on it, you guys have got to do it. It's hilarious, it's gold. And this time we are so excited to have you back, Thomas. And you've got some really good surprises for us this time too. This episode is going to be epic. You guys have got to make sure you stay all the way till the end, get your pen and paper out. We're going to drop a lot of gold. Now, Thomas, like I said, we're so excited to have you back. We're, you know, thank you for joining us again. Thank you thank so you. much for all the powerful, amazing stuff you bring to us. Um, you want to kind of give people a rundown of who you are again, kind of remind them, and and then we can get into the good stuff. Let's, I'm so excited for this. Yeah, me too. So, uh, hi, everyone. <laughs> thank you, Jesse. My name is, uh, well, let me get the mic really close. Okay, so my name is Thomas Jenkins and I am the founder of a company called Special Powers. I was the chief operating officer uh, for T. Jenkins Creative. I'm now the official owner and operator of T. Jenkins Creative. Uh, I am a sales professional uh, and I also work at a university developing online courses. Uh, education is my jam. So anything education, you can ask me. And that goes all the way from like, sports, religious, and, you know, self-help, whatever. If you want to learn how to create quality, exciting, engaging education that changes lives, then I'm the person you want to talk to. So without further ado, I'm going to hand the mic back over to Josie. Thank you so much, Thomas. And broadcasting live from the UK, <laughs> we have some really <laughs> exciting topics to talk to you about. And like Thomas said, he knows his stuff. So make sure to follow him. The, the handles are on the screen. They're also in the description below. Make sure to check him out, reach out to him. And we're not just saying this, we've known Thomas for a while now. Um, well, what, a year, really two close. years? At least a year. 
at least at least a at year, least yeah. a year. <laughs> so and he is very near and dear to the FLC family as well um and I would go to him for any advice so you should too so we have lots of exciting topics and we have a fun wheel that we have set up right Thomas that Um, <laughs> stop it stop it i'll pay you later thomas so without further ado do the first spin of the wheel and whatever it lands on we are going to talk about this topic there are some fun challenges here too so let's go what is the first <laughs> all right thomas read it out <laughs> thomas is to is to wear a crown and answer in queen's english <laughs> Really? Okay, let's see what. And what's the thing? Okay, no, we can't do. Like, that'll be the next one. Um, uh, what's the topic? The topic? The topic? The topic? Tell a joke in Queen's English. All right, Thomas, what you got? I got. Oh my goodness, I don't got no jokes. <laughs> Actually, I don't think oh, the come queen... on, you're a Hold dad. On. You've got to have some good dad jokes in your pocket somewhere. Oh, yeah, wear the crown. That's right. Do it properly. Yeah, yeah. There we go. Come on. Yeah. Yes. Hold on. <laughs> the floor is yours. I'm actually at the. Hey, Siri, tell me a joke. <laughs> Hold on. Did you, did you hear about the person who got hit with a can of soda? No. They're okay. It is a soft drink. <laughs> that was quite good actually that is that's a dad good. joke that's a dad, <laughs> that's joke. a dad joke i'm surprised that you is... don't have more dad jokes in your library being a dad being a dad yeah <laughs> well being a dad i think you should talk in a queen's english for the rest but we we'll do that next episode yeah we'll have you back and we yes. do full yeah. next episode. all right let's next. share the screen once more let's and go. if i really an English accent. I need an English teacher. <laughs> oh no, we did that one. Yeah. We did that one already. It likes that one. It that Josie. Yeah. I think that's you. <laughs> I think it's totally you. Oh, tell us. Oh, put on a prop. Okay, so so let's start this off. I'm gonna put a prop on, and then Josie, go ahead. Start off with the first question. Yeah, no, absolutely. So we're all in sales, right? We're in sales. Um, some of us have been doing it a little bit longer than... <laughs> okay, see, okay, I'm going to do this without breaking character. We're in sales. Right. We've, been... <laughs> Let's go. We've been doing this for a while, right? All of us, we've been I... doing it for a while. And recently, we've had a lot of new people, especially in FLC. I really love the pout too. Especially in FLC, come in and they're completely new. It is all new to them. Um, sales has, unfortunately, a bad connotation because of all these, these scammers, the people who don't actually know how to talk to people, don't actually know sales and how to do it. What is one piece of advice? And Thomas, we'll, we'll start with you. We'll go around. What's one piece of advice you would give to someone who's just starting out in sales? Yeah, so so I, I think that there is two parts to this question, and I like to address both parts. The first part is the sales aspect of 
of growing your business. And so just for everyone to know, when we were talking about, you know, me coming back on, like one of the things I said is, well, I already talked about sales and education before, like, what can we do that's different? And they said, well, you know, a lot of FLC people and myself included, we struggle when we first started our business and we continue to struggle as we continue to grow. So, you know, what advice would you give them? And I, I came up with this thing that I got from Robert Downey Jr. and Mel Gibson. It's called Hugging the Cactus. And uh, got my little cactus lady here. Okay. Oh, well, this is not really yeah. a cactus, but but whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the idea is basically embracing the suck, embracing where you're at. And so the first part is let's talk about the sales and then we'll talk about growing your business because those are two different things in the sense like you need sales to grow your business, but also there are other aspects about growing your business that you may not be aware of. So the first thing about sales is sales is the lifeblood of your company and you're just start getting out. I would say you need to learn to master that, which then goes into the second part, which is, and, and this is something that my mentor talked to me about yesterday. So my mentor, his name is Danny Califel. He's an ex boxer, professional boxer. Um, he works under, uh, he, he works under the umbrella of Grant Cardone. Uh, he has his own company called Tri Tri World. And so we were talking about this idea of, of mastering one thing at a time. And so in sales, there's the cold outreach, right? There is the presentation. There is the close. I mean, those are the gross ones. I mean, there's other steps inside the sales process, according to Grant Cardone. But when we just kind of chunk out and think of the overall, the big concepts, mastering the first part, which is the greeting, the cold outreach, getting really good with that. And I think that's where most people struggle. I think that's where most people get what you call it, the bad vibes from sales. It gets really sleazy. You feel like no one's listening to you because really you don't like attitude and altitude is really crucial, but it's also about serving. Grant says, give, give, give. And it's this idea of when you're selling, the idea behind sales is that your product or service is so good that if that person didn't have it, their life, their situation wouldn't be solved. And if you're coming from that attitude of like being genuine and not about making money, then that that resonates. And so learning to master sales is, is crucial. And we can like talk about that. I mean, that's a whole hour in and of itself, talking about what mastering sales looks like. And honestly, I would actually look towards Grant Cardone to talk more about that because he's the expert. When it comes to your business, though, mastering your air fear like your field of study your area your whatever it is that you do mastering it so much that you could talk about it not just for a day not for a week but months on it i mean grant cardone has literally an entire library of content that it's virtually impossible yeah to go in and and digest it all in one go around i mean i, I spent the last three years trying to go through all the content he has in cardone you so i would say that you need to become such a master at what you do and that becoming a master makes you become the authority in your field. What I see a lot of people do, and I've done this myself, is that we try to do everything ourselves. And I think this is what FLC does really good. Is FLC offers people who are starting out the ability to do things for them. And Russell Brunson also talks about this. Is it's not the how do I do this, it's who can do it for me. So for example, if I'm going to go into create my own business, right? I need to learn how to sell. Because sales is everywhere in life, but I might not be good at administration. I may not be good at um, other things inside my business. I should be good at sales and I should be good at fulfillment because fulfillment is me doing my thing. That's me doing my craft. Outside of those two things and becoming really good at those things, you need to think who else can I, can I lean on to help me? Could it be graphic design, web development, funnel creation? FLC offers all these things to their, to their customers because they understand 
you as an individual cannot grow your company if you're doing all those things. Something my mentor talked about with my company, which is basically he said to me, listen here, um, you're not going to be able to grow your company if you cannot make 300 phone calls a day. I, I want everyone to hear this really clearly. Like you need to have a full pipeline to grow your company. And if you don't have a full pipeline to grow your company, you go on this roller coaster of you get a couple of customers, right? You do fulfillment. And as you're doing fulfillment, you're coming down the roller coaster because you have no one coming into your pipeline because you're not doing outreach anymore because you're doing fulfillment. And then you hit the bottom and now you're scrambling to get more people to do fulfillment again, right? And you're, you're trying to do cold outreach, right? You can't do cold outreach and fulfillment at the same time. You don't have enough time. So this is where having a dedicated team, this is why we're having a standard operating procedure really helps your company. Like, and, what, and let's pause and talk about standard operating procedure. That is you documenting everything you do in your craft so that you can teach somebody to do what you do because you're going to get to a point where you want to step out as the operator and become the owner. Because right now, everyone who's a solo entrepreneur, you're an operator. You're not really owning a company. You're inside your company. You need to be able to step outside. This is where my job comes in, like education, because you may know how to do it the way that you do best, but not everyone learns the way that you learn. Not everyone's going to learn from the way that you teach. You need to be able to create that. So you need to document everything you do so that you can hire people to do help you do sales, hire people to help you do fulfillment, hire people to do all those other things. And FLC really does a great job of offering that in their other packages. Because if, if you try to do this on your own, this is what your normal day looks like. You wake up, right? You might do a little bit of cold outreach. Then you might do a little bit of fulfillment. Then you do a little bit of administration. Well, you didn't do enough of fulfillment to pay the bills. You didn't do enough cold outreach to fill your pipeline. And now you try and do admin and you're stressed out. And so this is what hugging the cactus looks like. It's you not growing your skill set because you don't have the time to continue to do your research. You're not innovating, right? All these things. And this is where people get frustrated. And this is where the businesses fail. This is where people, they jump from entrepreneur to entrepreneur to entrepreneurs because they don't understand these things. No one's ever taught them these things. So what I would say is, you know, Get really good at your craft, get really good at sales, lean on companies like FLC to help you do everything else, right? You know, invest in that because you're not going to, that time is valuable. Your time is valuable once because you need to innovate. Here's something mm -hmm. else I, um, we talked about in a group on Friday, yesterday, yesterday, we talked about how, you know, if you, if you're a coach and consultant and you have like, say a gold package, once you get that person signed up and you solve their problem. If you're not two, one step, two step, three steps ahead of them, right, where you can help them get to that next level where you're at, they're going to go someplace else. So you got to constantly grow yourself, right? Uh, John Maxwell, Brandon Dawson talked about the law of the lid, right? The leadership lid. You got to continue to grow your, your lid, right? And I know I'm going to all over the place here, but you can Google all these terms. You can Google these people. You can, you can verify for yourself what I'm saying. But you need to continue to grow yourself and innovate your products. Otherwise, your company is going to die. You're going to get people inside your network, your organization, your ecosystem. And once they get to the top, when they max out on you, they're going to look for someone above you to get to that next level. So you got to continue to grow. And I and I see Chabaria is doing that too. Chabaria, I can't I can't say what she's doing. You guys can talk about what she's doing. But Chabaria realized, hey, I got to grow, and she's doing some amazing things. So if you're interested. Ask one of these beautiful ladies about it, and they'll definitely tell you what Chabari is doing to continue to grow her lid and grow her network. I know that was long-winded. I hope everyone got something out of that, and I talk really, really fast. Definitely. To, to squeeze everything in there. Yeah.
Go back and listen again. Let's <laughs> go back. Listen yeah, to it on back. not 2XB, but minus 2XB. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> uh, like normal people would sound like this, but I would sound like this on minus 2XB, which is normal speed uh-huh. for most yeah. people. You on you on the sales rallies are so funny. <laughs> like, no, it's so Chamara it, is the same though. Um, sometimes videos are really long, and people are like, "Can I watch it in double speed?" And we're like, "No, because you won't hear anything." <laughs> so <it's, laughs> but um, no, yeah. Thank you so much. Ever that was gold. That was gold, and I really hope that, that anyone listening was taking notes, um, either on paper, on your phone, in your head, preferably not in your head. Get it out get it onto paper um, because this is gold. It's so true. Embrace the suck. Do what you're bad at because that's where the growth is. And you're not bad at it. You just don't know how to do it. So embrace the suck. I'm, I second everything Thomas just said. Um, so Misty, do you, do you have any, any pointers before we spin the wheel again? I actually don't. I think you guys covered everything really well. Um, I just keep thinking, I love that. I embrace the suck. And if people don't really get that, what that really means, even though Thomas did an amazing job trying to explain that, um, it's basically doing what you don't want to do. If you're finding something that you find it really difficult and do it anyway, and do it, do it anyway and figure it out. Cause like you said, it's not that you're not good at it. It's just, you don't haven't got that experience or don't really know how to do it very well or have how to do it. So just do it do it anyway, get through it. Um, I think that's one thing that we are learning a lot of in FLC is if we don't like something or we think we're failing at something, we embrace that. Okay. We even get excited over it. Okay. I'm failing at this. I'm, this is an opportunity to grow and learn and we just keep doing it. So I think everything else you guys covered really nicely. So I'm good to go. Absolutely. Thank you so much. And just before we spin the wheel again, what Thomas was, what Thomas Listen mentioned. Here, Gumshoe. Uh, Listen here. I can't. I, got a I was going to say, we're in a gangster movie now. The monster. take you seriously. <laughs> um, yeah, what Thomas said about Jabari, absolutely true. Check out the links in the description. Forbes is coming. TED Talks is coming. Um, oh, yes. Big, big thing. So thank you so much, Thomas. Check the links in the description. The links Thomas. have the clues there. All right. <laughs> Back to you. <laughs> All right, okay, let's spin the wheel. Spin the wheel. Let's go. Death creates life. That's right. I heard about this guy who was whacked off down the river. <laughs> let's talk about him. Let's talk about him. What accent is it? What accent? I don't know. Forget it. We'll, we'll forget about it right now, okay? All right, Sherlock Holmes, tell us about it. All right. <clears throat> well, what does this mean to you? Yeah, well, first of all, it's, it's going to be a good story. Um, so what is death in life? So when I came up with this topic, this idea, it's this idea of um, Tony Robbins does this thing at his Unleash the Power Within where he kind of asks you to go five years, 10 years out and imagine what your life would be like if you didn't change. Nothing changed in your life. Where would you be? How would that make you feel? Um, other people do things as like the rocking chair analogy, like sit in the rocking chair 
and you're 60 years old, 70 years old, 80 years old, and think back to when, you know, to where you are right now and ask yourself, you know, what would you value and, and stuff? And I want to take that a step further. And um, I think that when you think about death, I, I think a lot of times in our culture, we're so focused on life and living that we fail to realize that life is short and that, and that we could die literally like as soon as we're done, like you could be at home right now watching this and something could happen. Right. And I don't think we, we really understand the fragility of our life and how blessed and, you know, we are. And I think when we start thinking like that, we take more massive action. Right. And what I mean by that is like, um, my dad passed away two weeks ago. And one of the things that was really hard for me was, I mean, I got to say goodbye. He had, he had cancer and he battled it for two and a half years. And we got to say our goodbyes. We got to talk about it. But one of the things that was really hard is he had all these projects that were left undone, like completely undone. And in his mind, in my mind, we were sold on this idea that he was going to beat it, Right that somehow he was going to beat, and he didn't take enough massive action to tie those loose ends up. But that, he was the kind of person who always felt like, well, when I die, I don't really care what happens with myself. I really don't care where I, I'm buried. I don't really care. Like, And he kind of left this, this, this void, right, where people are scrambling to figure out, like, well, what should we dress him in in the casket? What should be his song at the service? What should... Because he never really talked about those things because he was so focused on living and so focused on life. He didn't realize that part of living is understanding that it's cyclical, right? I feel like that I should have like the circle of life, like soundtrack right now. It's a circle of life. Like, like you really need to understand that to live, you need to die first. You need to die to yourself, your desires and all those other things and really understand like, okay, I need to be crystal clear and focused on what I want out of life and take massive action to it. Because if I don't do that, right, then I'm not going to achieve my goals. Like I think so many of us procrastinate assuming that we have tomorrow and we do not have tomorrow. Like when he passed, it literally was like that. It was instantaneous. And to me, it communicated like I'm not doing the things I need to do to the degree by which I need to do them. Um, for me, I, I also think that this goes back to what we were talking about oh, standard operating procedures. He was such a genius in graphic design, advertising, marketing, but he never documented his thought process. I tried many, many, many years to try to like pull it out of him and I can never do it. And I would say to anyone watching right now, this is really critical. Like you need to stop right now. And if you need to put this on pause, go ahead and hit the pause button and think about like in my field, what I do, it's so unique. Like let's say you, you do sales like I do, but let's say your process is a little bit different and there's something special about it, document it document what you do and then document why you do it like and begin to put that down right begin to put down who you want to be why you want to be that person though all these things play into sales right something that grant cardone talks about is that when you're selling people buy from you yes they may want this product oh i want this mouse or i want that but when it comes to like big ticket items like let's say flc stuff right i'm buying if I'm going to buy from somebody, it's because I have a relationship, some kind of rapport with Josie or Misty or Chabari. Like when I got into FLC, it's because Chabari and I had conversations and I trusted her, right? I didn't buy because of the FLC brand, right? When mm -hmm. I buy from a big brand, it's because I have trust in something there. 
So you're a lot of times you're buying from people, you're buying from this personality, right? And so you're very unique. So everything about your personality needs to be documented because that goes into your company. For special powers, one of the things I put down is um, even though it's all about education, I put athletic because being athletic is part of my personality. So going back to the initial question, like death and how does death create life? When you think about, okay, this is my end goal. Like there is, like it could be today, tomorrow, or like 20, 30 years down the road. When you have that, you have more urgency. And when you have more urgency, you take more massive action. And when you take more massive action, right, you have more success. Something that my coach told me yesterday was, um, let me see if I can find it here. Um, he talks about results equals motivation, right? And when you put off things, you don't get results and therefore you're less motivated. This goes back to imperfect action. Even if you don't get the result you're looking for, it's more of a result than not doing it, right? So this goes back to embracing the suck, right? Uh, Josie, Misty and I, we all join in on the morning calls with Grant Cardone where we sit with these amazing sales representatives. And one of the things I hated doing was raising my hand because a lot of people who raise their hand are really good and they're trying to refine it. Yeah, Josie, stop, stop bragging. Okay, I don't need to hear the brag. Okay. No, I used to hate it. I'm saying I used no, to hate no, it. No, no, Josie, you know what? I, I'm sorry. Wait, Wait, it's not sharing anymore. <laughs> Ouch. That really hurt. That I, I felt that actually in my soul. <laughs> okay. So Josie and I and Missy, we, we raise we like to a lot of people don't raise their hands because the people who raise their hands are really good. And one of the things that I realized is that I'm paying a lot of money to have this program and not get better. And so I just start raising my hand and Josie will can contest and not contest attest to this, that the first, I would say three months I sucked and I'd fail within 30 seconds. Uh, it was awful. It was like the worst feeling in the world. I would get up there and I, I would do my cold call script. And I would have somebody like flunk, flunk. And they're, and it, it would hurt because you're in front of like 200 people and they're listening to you suck. In fact, I actually flunked on Thursday. I hadn't practiced um, doing a close in a while. Well, I'm used to doing a close, um, but this was a new close I was working on and I flunked. And I just remember the sting of that flunk. It was flunk. <laughs> yeah it's not a good feeling but that's that's where you need to go though like that's i'm, I'm kind of went off track here but that that's where you need to go um to get better is and embrace that because it's it's not the flunk that stings it's just your it's your ego thinking that it stings really what needs to happen is and my coach talked about this right you're you're gonna tell this to you to people there the more you flunk the better you get so you got to get used to flunking fast fail fast like okay i flunked i'm gonna flunk tomorrow i'm gonna flunk the next day the next day the next day and each time you ask where do i flunk how do i make it better where do i flunk how do i make it better and that's where you can get um that's where embracing the suck is it's knowing that that flunk only hurts until the next one and then eventually you're going to be winning josie you were there when i when i i was doing the cold call script and i was just killing it every single morning to the point where the coaches stopped calling on me they're like no yeah 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 absolutely did you see when when josie were you there when josie did hers her role play and he had people behind him in cardone in the cardone office cheering her on clapping for her like yeah. 
It was so smooth. That was so awesome. Yeah. And then, then Josie got a job offer. I'm like, wow, yep. I never got a job offer from a, a role play. And it's the red flamey hair. Yeah. No one can, de- no one can deny the red flames. Yep. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. Suddenly it's really hot in here. No, thank you guys. It's so true. And I, as well, used to flunk, flunk, flunk. I'm like, hey, this is Josie, flunk. Like, it used to be like that. And I know that it was similar to you. And then, but the only way that now we're good, <laughs> or I like to say we're, we're better, we're good, is because we flunked and because we raised our hands and we failed. Um, you're never going to get to where you you want to be or the success you want to have if you don't fail along the way because you're never going to learn, right? Um, if you don't push for it, fail, learn, grow more, you're never going to get to where you want to be. So embrace the suck. And really, when you're, quote unquote, failing and feeling this hurt and feeling like, oh my God, that didn't feel good. That's the old part of you dying, right? And that's where death creates life because you're stepping into your new your new power and you're you're never gonna get there until you <laughs> maybe don't eat the cactus maybe just give it a little hug um <laughs> but you're by taking the first action by failing you're gonna get to where you want to be so much faster than if you play it safe right so yeah i absolutely agree with everything you said um I was going to hand over to Misty, but I think. <laughs> Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say that um, when you're failing, you're not really failing. You're f- failing forward because you're learning and you're growing from that. Right. So it's not like you guys have said, it's not really failing because you're learning from it and you're getting better. Well thank right. you thank you Absolutely. you're welcome okay with that being said everybody one more time real morality turn 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 tell us the lessons that we should learn <laughs> this copywritten i'm sorry i don't know if i'm gonna get like copywritten okay we're gonna put on a prop and what were you gonna talk about with the prop Two props. We're gonna put on two props here. <laughs> okay. <laughs> this next question is gonna be very interesting. Yes. All right. Who is Fabricio? Okay. Yes, my name is Fabricio, and I love the flower. The flower is so amazing. And oh my goodness, Misty, your hair. Oh, I must touch your hair. Your hair is amazing, Misty. And <laughs> Josie, you have the hair of demons. Your hair of demons. Oh, I must, I must. Oh, give me this. Give me the comb and the conditioner, and we will do your hair. See, I have no idea who Fabricio is, but I want to meet him <laughs> if he's in. Fabricio does your hair, okay? You're going to be gorgeous. 
When I'm done with you, you're going to be gorgeous. Oh my God, Thomas, okay. I'm crying. I All made right, myself try and look good just for you, and you got me crying. <laughs> That's so but good. The hair of demons. Your hair is fire. Thank you so much. This lighting doesn't do it much justice, but thank you, Mauricio. Thank you. I'm gonna hit you up for um a redo soon. Yeah. Yes. Excellent. Thank you so much. I want to speak a little bit about, and I know this is a very common topic for all of us and a very well-known, well-understood, well-practiced subject for all of us, but maybe for someone watching who's a little bit newer, they might not have heard this before. And I know the first time I fully understood this, and I will get to the point, I promise, the first time I fully understood this, it changed the way I viewed actions and taking action and sales. And that topic is frequency over greatness or mastery over outcome, right? About being frequent in what you do before being great. And you can have all the skill in the world. If you don't do anything about it, you're not going to get results, right? You can have kind of mediocre skill, but if you take massive action, you're going to get results sooner or later. So I want to talk a little bit about this. What are your Thomas, what's your experience with this or what's some advice you might have on this? Yeah, so uh, I love this idea of frequency before greatness and I struggle with this and I think that there are some missing pieces. So a lot of people talk about this. Uh, Tony Robbins talks about massive action. I never liked that phrase, by the way, massive action. And here's why. And this is why I think 10x is better than massive action. I'm not trying to knock down TR. TR is great. Uh, if you don't know who TR is, TR is Tony Robbins, yo. So anyways, uh, <laughs> what I like about 10X is it, you can quantify it. Um, and here's the thing about massive action, 10X, whatever, is that if you're taking 10X of the wrong action, that always kind of stuck with me. It's like, and I always was in analysis paralysis because I wanted to take the right action and didn't want to take massive action to fail. And so something that my mentor talked to me about is the right information plus consistency equals confidence, right? And then he said, make up your experience with volume. And volume is what we talk about with 10x action. And this is why having someone like Chabaria and the FLC team is so critical. It's because if you have the wrong information and you're being consistent with it, you're not going to have the right results and that's going to decrease your confidence. So so you're not going to, if if you're going to a new field, right? And I talked about this with my my coach yesterday, Danny. And I said, Danny, because um, he was talking about how he, when he was boxing, right? I, you know, he was talking about how he was boxing and his coach would say, just give him a jab, give him a jab. And I said, Danny, what happens if you don't know how to jab? He goes, this is when you just mimic right? You don't need to know everything behind. Like you don't need to know the how, whatever. You're not yet a master. Just model and mimic. And in the modeling and the mimic, you're going to get confidence. And the way you get confidence is to have high repetition. So just to say it again, the way he told me is make up your, make up your, uh, make up your lack of experience with more volume, right? So for him, it was not just doing one or two like jabs, but they did like hundreds of jabs until he, his arm couldn't handle it anymore, right? If you suck at the cold call, make hundreds of cold calls and you're going to make up for it in volume. Like 
uh, we were talking about people who don't make cold calls and then they make 20 cold calls and they think cold calls don't work. No, they're not going to work because you're not good enough. You make 300 cold calls, you're bound to get two or three appointments. So taking massive action makes up for your lack of experience. But by taking massive action, you're going to get the experience. And I think a lot of people don't realize they go hand in hand. Um, the other thing that you know we were talking about is that results, again, equals motivation. So you may suck at the cold call, right? You may suck at the cold call. You're not taking massive action or doing enough output, right? And therefore, your, your motivation de decreases, and therefore, you don't want to take action. But you don't realize is that you have to do a lot more because your skill set's not there. And when you do a lot more, you get more results, and then your skill set gets better. And I think, and I can speak for myself, that is something that we all know intuitively. We know that we have to do that, but our ego gets in the way, and we want to be successful out the gate. We want it to be like, I practice, you know, a couple hours, and you want it right out of the gate. You can't. This is where hugging the cactus, embracing the suck comes in. Right. Russell Brunson used to say it like this. Russell Brunson said, when you first get your first funnel and you're trying to grow your audience, you're going to suck. And that's a good thing because no one knows about you. But continue to suck as no one knows about you because God forbid if everyone knew about you and you sucked. Right. And I think that's what a lot of people fear is like people are going to point their fingers at me. What I love, love, love. And go ahead and look at any famous entrepreneur, Alex Hormozzi, Russell Brunson, Tony Robbins, Dean Graciosi, uh, Grant Cardone, even Chabaria. Uh, I'm trying to think of other uh famous entrepreneurs go to their early stuff and they and they look awful they 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 suck right and they even show that they suck they're like this is where i am and this is who i used to be and it's like oh wow it's possible right yeah it's possible but you can't get to the shiny right away and i think i'm guilty of this a lot of people are guilty they want to just invest the money and get there right away you can't you have to put the years in um comedians they go to dive bars they suck in the dive bars you know same thing with musicians you know they play clubs and they suck in the clubs but that's how they get successful so um, when you're talking about taking action i would say you need the right information so lean on your mentors for, for everyone here that's chabaria right lean on your mentors and then be consistent with it that's where you're failing is you're not consistent that consistency in the right information will create confidence and that confidence comes from your results when you start having results and get momentum then you can continue to feel better about yourself and then you're gonna take more action so i know that was a long kind of thing i'm just hoping that you know you're able to pull something out of it yeah absolutely that was really really good and so true so true because the moment you accomplish something you feel good right and you want to go accomplish more and then you feel great and then you want to accomplish more um and i forget who said it uh let me know if one of you guys know but um someone's like i'm not afraid of the person who's practiced one kick no i'm not afraid of the person who Bruce knows Lee. 100. Bruce Lee. yes that's that's the one how do i forget i'm not afraid of the person who knows a hundred kicks i'm afraid of the person who's practiced one kick a hundred times and that's the same with anything cold calling outreaches posting going live These are really good. <laughs> Thank you so much. Um, yeah. <laughs> Grant Cardone, I've I've heard this from Grant Cardone. God, it's really bad. It's it's good to practice going back into um, the flow here. Um, I've heard this from Grant Cardone. You have to make a thousand, a hundred, a thousand, whatever it is for you, 
bad videos, bad posts until you make that good one. Um, and you're never going to get to the good one, the good post, the good call, the good outreach, the good live, um, the good YouTube video before you make countless of bad ones. Go back and watch Misty and I's first, like first ever couple hangouts. Oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> Actually, maybe don't <laughs> because they're not that bad right um yeah i'm proud of it i'm so glad we did those because we could get better if we did it right darkness my old friend don't watch <laughs> you go to a dark place yeah <laughs> the thing is we i watched them back i watched clips back i'm like Argh! but at the time i thought we were and we were good and we wouldn't have got here if we didn't do that but looking back i'm like eesh so it's okay to suck that like you have to suck before you get good right so everything you said so true never apologize for going long-winded because it's all full of facts full of gold so thank you so much yeah you have to do all the you have to do all the all the bad stuff in order to get to the good stuff because without that you can't grow yeah, and, and, and to kind of piggyback off of that, so I want to talk about why a lot of us do that outside of wanting to look good, right? Outside of our ego, um, I'm going to talk about myself and be a little vulnerable here. Give me a second here. Okay, so, um, oh, dang it, you're right. We did Hold this on. last time too. Oh yeah, <laughs> I got a little vulnerable here. So, um <laughs> Ah, <laughs> uh, the reason the reason I got addicted to shiny objects it's because we're all in pain okay no seriously uh, I think at least for me a lot of times the reason we want to start a business, the reason that we want to be successful is because we have a pain. Like uh, you had a nine to five and maybe you have kids and you want to be able to work from home and not be told when you can go visit your kids or go to the school. Or maybe um, financially you're like, this sucks. I want to be able to have some more freedom. And you keep on, you have all these ideas about why you want to start a business. Okay. And you want the results right now because you're in a state of pain right now. And Jared Glant, I think is how you pronounce his last name. It's Grant's uh, right-hand man uh, at Cardone uh, Capital, not Cardone Capital, Cardone Enterprises. Um, he talks about you can still have that freedom working for somebody, right? And he really digs down deep about your motivation for what for starting a business because starting a business is really, really challenging and taxing and it's hard and we just talked about being an operator versus being an owner and to get to that owner position you really got to learn to to lean on other people like flc you got to embrace the suck and you got to pay your dues right and a lot of people are not willing to pay dues because they want to get out of that pain point they will they they struggle with the bills are here right i have to still go to my nine to five and all these other things that if FLC doesn't work, they're going to go to this person, Gary V, and then they're going to go to Grant, and then they're going to go to this person and this person, and then they have a click funnels, and they have a go high level, and then they have this, and they they just blew well over $100,000 on all these different things, and all they needed was the right information, consistency, and time, but they were so much in pain that they only amplified their pain 
but not really asking themselves why it is that they do what they do, right? So I want to say, like, if you're in the FLC, you're in a good place. Jabaria is definitely the team. You're in a good place, and they're going to help you grow your business. But the question you got to ask yourself is, why did you want to start your business in the first place? Because if you're trying to just get out of the pain right now, if you're in a pain right now, let's say you're you're in debt and you want to get out, out of debt right now, it's not going to happen for you right now. Can you make some money? Yes. Can you get clients? Yes. But are you going to be that super uber-like successful person right away? It's possible. It's not like there's a lot of people who've done it, right? But are you going to be that person, right? The energy, the amount of time, the sacrifice you need, right? Grant's guys, Grant Cardone's guys sacrifice almost every single weekend. They, they, they get in early. They stay late to make, you know, the, the $800,000, the $600,000 a year. They do it. Most people won't do. The question is, are you willing to do that? For me, I made a very clear decision. I had a conversation with my dad when I was really young, as a young father, and he told me about his regrets being away from me until I was about 13. He worked nonstop um, to build his company to, to where it was, and he regretted it. And so he told me, I, I don't want you to do that. So on certain days of the week, I do not do business. And I understand that I'm going to lose revenue. I'm going to, I'm going to lose opportunities to people who are working harder than I am, working longer hours than I am because of that. If you aren't clear about what you want, why you want it, then you're not going to get the results you want. And I think that's a lot of problems inside this space is people aren't having these real conversations, right? And um, someone, just, I had a friend, his name is, uh, you know, Canadian Jose with Jump Contact. They answer your phone 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Shameless plug there. Um, <laughs> he called me and he basically was like, we have, we have, cause he's a father too. We have these conversations about, you know, what are you willing to sacrifice, right? What are you willing to sacrifice to get to that next level, Thomas, right? You're here at this level. You have a coach with Danny, right? But what are you willing to sacrifice to get to that next level? And that's the question I'm asking everyone who's watching this. What are you willing to sacrifice? Because we all say, oh, I'll do whatever it takes. You're not, you're not going to do that. Where's my, hold on. Come on, sound effect. We got to be honest. We got to be honest with ourselves. And you need to be honest with yourself with the FLC team, right? If you're working exclusively with the FLC team, the team's going to give you tasks to do. You got to be honest. Am I doing the task to the fullest capacity or am I just doing to check off a box? I can say honestly to you, everyone here, that there were times when I purchased a product or a course, or I hired a coach, and I just went through the motions. And I'd be like, I don't know what's going on. I don't understand how my business is not growing, right? And I'm like, I'm doing everything you're telling me to do. It's like, you did it to the, the bare minimum. You got the task done, but you didn't become a master in that task. And that goes back to what we were talking about, like repetition and practice and getting really good at one thing before you move on to the next. Like we have access to Cardone University. And how many times do people go through the entire like first sales process, but they never mastered any one part of the process. They just continue to blast through it. You got to get really good. So I just want to bring that out as to why a lot of times we're, we're having to embrace the suck longer than we need to is because we were not really clear as to why we wanted to start the business. We're not really clear as what we're willing to sacrifice. And we're not really clear as to what information to take action on because we we're either we're not relying on the people we hired like Jabaria or we think we know better. Last thing is um, 
I heard I heard these stories about Grant where people pay, um, I think $100,000. I don't know the exact figure, but a lot of money to have like 15 minutes, 30 minutes with Grant. And they, first of all, they didn't, a lot of people didn't know the material. So they go in there and ask like these remedial questions, like questions where it's like, you don't even need to pay the money to, to do that. Or they, um, they would ask Grant a question and Grant would give them the answer. And they're like, they thought they knew more than Grant. Like why ask Grant the question? And so I would say that like, if you're spending money with FLC, really dive back into your training. Don't go through it just once. You need to dive back into that training and understand why Chabari is saying the things that she's saying. Why is the team making you do these things? When you go on your Monday calls and you guys are doing the cold calls and the role plays and everything else, right? You need to like not, you need to also listen. Like one of the things that's good about our morning calls with Grant's team is a lot of times I learn from the explanation of to other people. Right. And I'm taking notes. I'm like, oh, that was really good. That was really, I'm going to use that. So uh, I know that was long winded, but I think that's going to help you overcome the suck. And it's something I had to learn by myself where I could have just asked somebody, I could have paid. And that goes back to having the right information. That's why you need a mentor. All right. And if you're in the FLC team, you have a mentor. If you're watching us on YouTube, you just found us. Um, go ahead and hit the links below and learn more about the FLC, FLC team. All right. Uh, Throw it back to you or to you. <laughs> I don't know where you are. Of you. <laughs> Thank you so much. Um, so, sorry, Misty. I just remembered this, this quote that like what you were saying, the definition of crazy is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. You are. Yeah. Like, yeah. like Thomas said, you have to be willing to sacrifice something. Um, and I think it's it's really easy and you hear it all the time in, in especially this business space that you have to go all in, you have to work hard. And, well, and this is true. You have to work hard. You have to 10x. You have to work much harder than you probably initially think. You have to 10x what you initially think you're going to have to do. I am reading the 10x rule. So um, if you can't tell. But I think... What's also important to realize, like you said, you take these days off to be with your your kid. And that's absolutely, it's a lifestyle, right? Life, it's not just business, business, business. It's a lifestyle. What Bo from Sales Rally, um, used to be doing the Sales Rally, um, said once that really stuck with me, and it was just a passing by comment, is because he used to do Fridays. So he would say, go smash your weekend or if you're relaxing on the weekend, make sure you're 10xing or relaxing too. And I was like, that's so true. Why would you half ass your your relaxed time, your downtime? No, if you're going to 10x and go all in on your business and action, go all in on your relaxed time too. Relax to the fullest so that you can go in really strong again. So what the the message I'm trying to convey is it's a lifestyle, not just business, personal life. No, it's all in one you have to make sure that you're all well-rounded your cup is full um so yeah thank you so much handing over to you <laughs> i just wanted to bring out that i think it's really important people understand that business is not just like selling to people it's a journey it's a personal journey so if you're going to start a business you need to be like you guys are saying you need to be all in 100 percent. you need to be able to master what you're doing you need to be able to pay attention and do but be able to be coachable and really get in there and get in 
like say, get your hands dirty, right? And really absorb everything. Embrace all the changes that are coming because it's a journey. It's not just, hey, I'm going to start this business, sell the people, and it's not going to affect me at all. It, it was going to affect you. It's a full transformation of, um, oh my gosh, be quiet. Uh, <laughs> I can hear myself talk. I can hear it. You guys can't, but I can't. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, but it's, so it's the business is a journey. It's a whole transformation of who you are and your lifestyle. Because, like you said, Josie, it's not just the business over here and your life over here. It encompasses you, and that's like what I say. Because I'm a caregiver, and like what I say when I go to a client to take care of a client, I'm not just taking care of the physical aspect of that client. My job is to take care of the entire being. So that has to be, um, you know, mental, spiritual, emotional, physical, the entire being. And business is the same thing. So when you're doing business with somebody, you're not just touching them and doing a physical thing. It's a entire, it's in the entire being. So like what you said at the beginning, Thomas. Must have been good. Yeah. You know what I think happened is that when you work too hard, like Misty, um, you start hearing voices in your head and then you freeze. <laughs> <laughs> well, I hear them a lot, so they, they say a lot. But it, I was what I was trying to say is, like you said, Thomas, that when you go to buy from somebody, you purchase from them, you're purchasing the relationship and what they can do for you and not just a product, Right. It's the relationship and the trust and that the, I can trust this person with with my problem and they can help solve that. So you're in, it's the entire being. So business is not just separate from you. It is who you are. It is part of who you are. Yeah, I want everyone to kind of realize what I've been saying throughout this entire video. And maybe you picked up on it is that Misty, Josie and I, we have mentors. Right. We pay sometimes through the nose for mentors. And not, for me, I have more than one, right? You know, for, I have, we, we pay for Grant Cardone. I have a, a coach with, you know, Grant's team, you know? And so you in, in business need to have someone who is leading the charge. And, and this goes again back to having the right information. And I want to just again, highlight FLC and Trabaria. If you're just getting started out, right? You need to, lean on them, right? Chabaria is amazing. She has a great personality and she has a smile that can melt your heart. Literally. If if you get on a sales call with Chabaria, she will close you. Okay. True story. This is, this is my story time. She got me on a call. I'm like, I'm not buying. I'm sorry. I'm not buying. She's like, so then I try to tell her, listen, Chabaria, um, my dad has cancer. Um, I really don't, you know, I, I, I just want to focus on these things. She goes, that's exactly why I called you, Thomas. It's because your dad does have cancer. And this is going to help you. And I'm like, you're good. You're good. And then she smiled real big. And then I felt, I felt that warm embrace through the Zoom. I'm like, I just need a hug now. And so all joking aside, Jabari is amazing. And her team is amazing. And if you're finding us on YouTube, I would highly recommend that you jump on a Zoom call with Jabari and her team. If you're already part of the FLC family, you know exactly what I'm talking about. You probably told yourself that you weren't going to be closed and you were closed. Just join the stats. Just join the stats of people who told themselves that they were not going to be closed. 
Um, but the point is that we have mentors. Business people have mentors. Grant Cardone has a mentor, right? TR has a mentor. Everybody has mentors, okay? People they look up to. Some people have higher mentors. Like some people look towards Elon Musk and Warren Buffett as their mentors. And for me, you know, one of my first mentors was my father, you know, and then I had people in college or what uh, Josie would call uh, university. And so... Exactly in that accent too, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, but uh, back to Misty, because I interrupted you. How rude of me. All right, no worries. One last spin of the wheel to close up. Yeah. Let's go. It's okay, all good. Let's... You guys go ahead. I'm, I'm good. All right, let's see what the wheel says. And we're going to go back to the wheel, people. Everybody back to the wheel. Drum roll, please. And... Master over outcome. All right. So we kind of we kind of talked kinda, about this. We kind of talked about this. Yeah. Let's spin it. Really? Come on now. <laughs> Who's your favorite <laughs> FLC person? Oh my! Who put this in here, Thomas? Wow. This is this Hello. is hard. Seb, everybody, Seb, 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 you're my favorite person because you used to build me up and then you <laughs> ghosted me on Instagram. <laughs> Seb is using that, that, uh, there you go. Dating psychology where, you know, he just starts ghosting you and it makes you feel really lonely. Good job, Seb. It makes you, it makes you want him more. Yeah. Seb yeah, knows how to work it. Right. That um, was he like builds oh. you up so high and then he holds yeah. oh, her hands. Her hands. <laughs> like like you know, Rafiq's like there you go. All right. I think Misty is like ten seconds behind. But Oh, what you call it ten second Misty? Ten second <laughs> That doesn't sound right. I'm sorry. Scratch that, <laughs> remove that from the record. That's getting edited out. That's Oh geez, that's getting removed. Just that's not getting everything. removed. I got my editing earmuffs on. Appreciate that. <laughs> no, okay, okay. I get your magical wand and be like, editing. I can't promise anything about the blooper reel though. <laughs> no, <laughs> be on the blooper reel. Okay. <laughs> So master over outcome. We we talked a lot about this, and I think this is, I can highlight this with a, with a story. And this kind of we're gonna tie this into like a little pretty bow about um, when I first learned uh, how to do what's called instructional design. So that's an industry term. Instructional design is basically how to create trainings and and basically online, but they can be hybrid or in person trainings for for adult learners or any anybody else who wants to learn something, right? And so for FLC, this is the DCA. This is the something to launch. What's it called? You have your, launch DCA, your business. Launch your business, right? So uh, an instructional designer would work with somebody like Chabaria to extrapolate her knowledge, put it into a format that everyone can understand, and then and then release it to the masses. When I was coming up, uh, true story, um, I wanted this job. I was working in uh, what's it called? quality control for a medical company. 
and it I just recently got my received my liberal studies degree in education and I was jumping from job to job and I hated the job I was in and I saw a job that dealt with technology in education and I had no clue absolutely no clue about this field but I applied for it okay here's the key thing I didn't know what I was talking about and I applied for it I spent no more than I'm not I'm not lying no more than an hour and a half on company's time researching some of this information so I could pad my my cover letter and a little bit of my resume and I got an interview and I spent a week studying the content and I I kid you not I know the person who interviewed me knew I was blowing smoke out of my back and because they asked me some questions and after I got the job that's the key thing after I got the job and I actually knew what I uh, what how to do what I said I was supposed to do I gave him the wrong answer right he already knew what the right answer was that I gave him the wrong answer okay so that happened that got me like involved in technology and in education then there was a job for a university and this would be the first time that I would work at a university and I went in and applied for one job the person who interviewed me offered me to apply for another job that paid more, but required me to have a higher skill set. And I didn't have it. And I remember getting the job and about like three months into me working there, the director pulled me into their office and they said, have you ever done this before? And I, I taught myself. Here's the key thing. I taught myself how to do the stuff, but not to the degree again to that, that, that they wanted. And I was like, well, yeah, I mean, I've done this before. And she meant like to this degree. And she kept, um, and throughout our my tenure there or whatever you want to call it, she kept on bringing me into her office asking me, have you ever done this before? Yeah, definitely. Why not? I mean, I have done it, but not to the way that, but, but I never said like that. I'm like, yeah, real confident. Mm -hmm, yeah, right. But I learned. And I, I think the thing is that every single month, I learned, and then I was lucky enough, I got a manager who took me under his wings and he taught me how to do it like to the nth degree. I got really good. I got so good that I will go on to say that I'm probably the best in my field in my where my, my cohort is. Like, yeah, but that's because I became a master. But this goes back to, again, like it, you're, you're not going to have all the answers. And if you wait to have all the answers, you're going to miss your opportunity, right? I didn't make the decision to hire me. They did. I let them make the decision. When they kept on bringing me in, asking me, were you, you know, have you done this before? Yes, I've done it, but not to the degree that you liked it. If they wanted to fire me, they could have. If they want to write me up, they can, right? But I'm going to continue to become a master at that. I became so good because, again, I'm leaning on my mentor, who was my manager at the time. And then I got more information. I studied on my own. I got to a point where I got so good that I started seeing entrepreneurs like I was buying courses, entrepreneurs weren't doing the things that we were doing. And that's what's like, man, there's a whole industry of entrepreneurs who are losing customers or losing clients. They're, they're burning their customers. Their customers are getting angry. They're making it bad for other entrepreneurs who are actually getting results like FLC, right? And I need to help these people, right? That's where special powers came out of. And this whole idea is mastery takes time, Right mastery over the outcome. If your outcome, again, this goes back to why did you start your business? If I had started saying, oh, I want to start a business. I hate working for a quality control company, right? I would have failed. But I, I paid my dues in my industry. Yeah, I had a college degree. If I went straight into my college degree to the first university, I would have failed like miserably and they would have fired me. But I had all these steps in between 
that allowed me to be successful. And so in that story, what I want to highlight is I wasn't ready a lot of times, right? I was kind of thrust into position. I had to take the opportunity and whether I, I knew what I was doing or not, I had to lean on others for the, for information because I didn't have all the information, right? And there was a lot of uncertainty in that moment, but in that process, I became better. And, and then from that being better, I have confidence where now I'm reaching out to multimillionaires. I'm saying, Hey, let me fix your course. Your course is garbage. I don't say it like that, by the way, but I'm thinking that like, your course is garbage. Like I can help you. Like I can really help you a lot. Um, and so in your FLC journey, in your entrepreneurial journey, you're not going to have all the answers. You're going to need a mentor. You're going to need to embrace the suck. You're going to need to master your skill set before, you know, before doing the next thing, right? You're going to need to hire people. All these things that we've been talking about over and over again throughout this entire one hour and 21 minutes interview, uh, those are things that I think a lot of us want to avoid and you can't avoid it. If you're going to be successful, you're going to have to hug the cactus and take it from me. I wasted probably about 10 years jumping from course to course, mentor to mentor. And I said this before doing the bare minimum and expecting better results. And that doesn't happen like that. It doesn't, you really do have to put the time, the energy in. And Misty talked about, not Misty, sorry. You talked a lot about this, but Josie, you talked about Bo saying, you know, 10Xing your your vacation time or your off time. Yes, you need to take a break. Otherwise you burn out, right? You know, Grant talks about, you know, work when you're finished, but Grant also talks about how, you know, you need to have goals that are outside of business to balance to, to balance that because you, after like, after business, like what else is there, right? Like you need have a motivation, reason to want to do what you want to do. So that's all I have. I don't have a mic. Well, I do have a mic, but I'm not going to drop it. Like, <laughs> If you could drop it, you you should, because that was absolutely yeah. amazing um, and absolutely full of gold. Oh my God, I have had so much fun and this has absolutely flown by um, and I don't want it to end, but just before we do start to wrap up, I want to ask you guys, do you have any kind of summarizing final thoughts final tips to put out there before we do do end this episode um thomas going to you first uh my my summarizing thought is basically that i'm passing over to misty <laughs> <laughs> no just joking <laughs> <laughs> I love how like delayed. <laughs> she was like, <laughs> um, final thought here is that if you're watching this and you watch this to the end, you're gold. Like if you if you take what we talked about, and you don't have to take my word for it. Here's here, here, okay, final, final thought. Don't take my word for it. Okay. You may say, I don't know you, I don't trust you. Who are you? I looked you up on the internet, all this other stuff. Fine, fair. 100%, I'm with you. First row of sales, agree. I'm with you, 100%. 100%. Do not believe a single word I say. But take what I said and look it up for yourself. Look up like Grant Cardone, Brandon Dawson. Look up Chabaria. Look up uh, Alex Hormozzi. Look up all these people and see exactly what they say. Look up my my coach, Danny Calafel, right? He's an ex-boxer. Look up their stuff. And you'll realize that there's a common thread that all of them talk about. Every single one, to some degree or another. Um, last, last thought on that is pick one mentor, one mentor, because if you have different conflicting information, you get confusion with confusion. You take less action with less action, less results with less, 
less results, less confidence. And then you take no action. Bars. So if you're in the FLC community, Chabarrier is your mentor. Okay. Even if she has Grant as hers, doesn't mean that Grant's your mentor now. It means that Chabaria is your mentor and you listen to Chabaria and Chabaria will disseminate information because she has you where you need to be, right? Do not have multiple mentors unless it's in different fields. Like don't ask Chabaria about workout advice. You, I mean, you may if you want, but I mean, right? Yeah, yeah absolutely. absolutely. And if you want hair advice, you definitely go to Josie or Fabrizio. Definitely, definitely. I can teach you the ways, guys. <laughs> so good. Thank you so much. Misty, as much as as much as you can, if your phone allows you, any final thoughts? Have really good internet when you're doing anything at all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think it's just, you know, just put yourself out there. Be willing to invest in yourself. When you're going to invest in yourself, Go full in, completely, 100%, go completely full in, and you're guaranteed to get results, especially the results you want, if not more than that. There we go. I, I'm trying to let it go, I promise, Thomas. It's just, it's really hard. I'm really having a lot of fun with this. <laughs> Back to you, Josie. Oh, you guys are funny. I've had so much fun on this episode. Thank you so much. Thomas, for coming here, spending your time, sharing your knowledge. And what I'll say to kind of counter Thomas is do listen to everything he said. I really hope that you you did write it down. You did take something from it. Um, and there is so much that we talked about in this episode. But if I had to summarize one thing, it's what you just said. Pick something, pick a path, pick a person, pick a mentor, stick to it. It doesn't what matters less is where you go. What matters more is that you stick to it. You're going to get results no matter what you do. Obviously, some choices are a little bit better, and I'm sure that you can figure that out for yourself. But stick to it. Stick to the plan. Um, it's the moments where you feel like giving up is where you are closest to the breakthrough. So thank you so much. With that, we have come to the end of this episode um would absolutely love to have you back thomas so i'm saying this here to publicly announce it so it has to happen you can't run away um so make sure if you're watching to like subscribe leave a comment let us know your thoughts let us know what you learned your aha moments um any recommendations you have for future topics any questions you might have for thomas as well please do make sure to follow him on social media they're in the descriptions below all the links um check him out learn from him and yeah thank you so much for watching we will be back with another episode next sunday so stay tuned keep learning and we will see you next week thank you so much